We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home. And a simple way to get it, Rocket can. So glad to have you on this Tuesday. U.S. men's national team is about a minute and a half away from advancing to the knockout stage and facing the Netherlands, but still about 90 seconds left to go. We've been talking about the other kind of football, the NFL, here today, and we're so pleased now to be joined by Sean King, one of our all-time favorites because he doesn't hold back. He is the co-host of Primetime on VEASAN, of course, won a Super Bowl with the Bucks. Sean, thanks so much for the time today. How are you? Maggie, Andrew, happy holidays. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you, and happy holidays to you, too. Okay, first settle something for us, because Perloff and I just don't disagree, don't agree, rather, on this, which is Matt Ryan last night, Tom Brady on Sunday. I think, Sean, these veteran quarterbacks should also get criticism when the end-of-the-game situations get as funky as what happened last night or what happened with the Bucks against the Browns. Like, Matt Ryan should get up and call timeout whether he thinks he has the first down or not. Brady should be able to call timeout when they're driving to try to win the game in regulation. Perloff thinks that they're just executing orders from up top or from the sideline. What do you think? Uh, I think they're different situations. I think Brady is kind of not culpable because it was the defense that was on the field and that would have been directly Todd Bowles responsibility. Uh, I just felt like Matt Ryan played a bad game start to finish. He never seemed comfortable. He never seemed like fully in tune with what Pittsburgh was trying to do Uh, for a guy of his experience. He didn't have a lot of pocket presence throughout the game. So I think as a coach, we have to understand game flow. And he looked discombobulated, so I wouldn't anticipate that. You know, he was capable at that time of, of properly utilizing the timeouts. But I think it just showcased, you know, as good of a person as I think Jeff Saturday is, as much as he wants to succeed in this situation. That was the first time he had been kind of in a game management, clock management type spot. And I don't think he handled it well. Uh, he also had... I call him PlayStation Parks. Guy went from the PlayStation to uh, <laughs> call him <Dave. laughs> He had an offensive coordinator who's never even been a position coach. So I think the inexperience hurt the Colts down the stretch. And uh, it's, it's very few quarterbacks that are in control of timeouts. You know, because a lot goes into why and when you would call a timeout. What are you attempting to do? What's the score of the game? Uh, who's the opposing quarterback? How's the game been going? Do we want to score with no time on the clock because we don't want to get, you know, in a situation like Detroit did on Thanksgiving with Buffalo where you give a Josh Allen too much time. Like, a lot goes into it. It should be handled by the head coach. 
So as long as we're talking about old quarterbacks, I have a question about both Matt Ryan and Tom Brady. Matt Ryan seemed to be throwing the ball low consistently. Like guys were wide open and was hitting them in the knees. And Tom Brady is throwing the ball 10 yards in front of him. Is this old age we're seeing with these guys or is there something different going on? I think it is. Um, you know, the thing about Father Time, he don't really give you like a two-week notice. You know how you get a, a great job and you go to your, your current employer and say, you know, I've really enjoyed my time here. I want to be professional as I move into this next stage of my life. So in two weeks, yeah, it's you not know, you, Father it's me. Time just kind of, yeah. yeah, Father Time just shows up and, you know, you go to make a cut you used to make and you can't make it. You know, you go to throw a pass that you used to make and now it's uh, – so, I mean – they're trying to adjust on the fly as they're deteriorating, you know, because of age. Uh, we'll see if they can get it done. Um, listen, at the same time, they both had tremendous careers, so I'm not going to come over here and, and badmouth Matt Ryan and Tom Brady, who've been good for a long time. They got old. It happens. It'll happen to all of us, hopefully. <laughs> Sean King is our guest. He's the co-host of VEASAN, uh, primetime, excuse me, on VEASAN. So, Sean, we're talking about age. Is that what you're seeing with Russell Wilson, too, or do you think that's a totally different situation? Well, I think what we found out is as Brady and Belichick separated, it probably was 65-35 Brady from a success ratio standpoint. As Russ has moved away from Pete Carroll, maybe it was 65-35 Pete Carroll. Mm. You know, people look at Russell Wilson and they forget that he was a third-round pick selected to be the backup to Matt Flynn, who Seattle had just signed to a big contract in that offseason. So he's really overachieved, to be honest. Hmm. You know, he never was considered a a first-round pick or a franchise saver. So if his career ends right now, he still had a career that superseded or, or exceeded you know, his expectations coming into the league. So I just look at Russell through that prism. Uh, He's not playing very well this year. The one thing I will say, I think Russell is really diminishing his opportunity to be in the Hall of Fame. I think if he went to Denver and played at the level he played at Seattle, he was going to go into the Hall. Based on the way he's performed, if nothing changes next year, I think it pushes Russell out of the Hall of Fame. Wow. Wait, can I follow up that, Sean? Do you think that watching how badly this trade, at least right now, has worked out for Denver, do you think that guys like Aaron Rodgers, maybe, I know his contract is not easily tradable, but do you think it, you know, you look at either the Packers or from Rodgers' side and say, hey, maybe it's better if we just stay together? You know, I think Matt, uh, Matthew Stafford and Tom Brady made it look like it was so easy to just change teams and have success right away. Do you think Russell Wilson has maybe scared off some veteran quarterbacks from trying to take that route? Well, I don't think Russell can blame anyone but himself. Like, honestly, Nathaniel Hackett doesn't look like he's going to be an elite head coach based on what we've seen. <laughs> no. But Russell hadn't played well. You know, so Stafford succeeded in, the, uh, in L.A. because he played at a high level last year. You know, Brady was a free agent. He went to Tampa. He played at an MVP level. He threw, what, 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns last year. So their performances are drastically different than Russell. If you're Green Bay, you're looking at it from the other way. If we can trade Aaron and Jordan Love can be for us what Geno Smith has been for Seattle, and we can get multiple first-round selections, you know, as well, then that to me is a no-brainer. You know, because when you look at that roster, it's built more for a Jordan Love H quarterback 
than an older veteran player like Aaron Rodgers. What do you mean wow, by that? Wow, a no-brainer to trade yeah. Rodgers? Well, I mean, Christian Watson is a rookie. Romeo Dubs, I know he's injured. He's a rookie. You know, Aaron Jones, Dylan, those are relatively young players. I mean, that roster is, is, is the way that it, it, it currently exists. I mean, a lot of young players on defense, Rashad Gary, Quay Walker, like they got a young team. Mm-hmm. Like they're not a team that is full of veterans like Tampa, you know, was with Gronkowski and A.B. and Mike Evans and, you know, Pierre Paulo. Those guys were all, you know, veterans, multiple Pro Bowls. Like we got to win a ring or else. Like Green Bay's in a different spot. If Jordan Love is even 75% of what he showed, you know, versus the Eagles and a limited exposure – if you, what you could get back for Aaron Rodgers, I think it sets the organization up to move forward in a much more healthy situation than if you keep Rodgers, who doesn't look happy, who seems frustrated with having to be a part of the growth process of these young players. Can I take one step back to Russell Wilson? This is for both of you. Can I just make a little case for Russell Wilson? He is throwing to nobody. And there's, there's, they're the most injured team in the league. And he was amazing two weeks ago in the Raiders in the first half. It looked like the old Russ. There's something in there. I think he's 34 if all those guys come back healthy. I mean, wouldn't you look at the Broncos maybe as an improved team next year? Are we sure that he's totally washed? Well, I don't, that's not what people were saying coming into this. People were that's saying true. he's getting caught in Sutton and Jerry Judy. And uh, Javante Williams got injured. But they were saying Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, two good you know, young backs. So I, I don't buy that. Plus, the, the eye test says Russell's not playing well. You know what? Uh, this isn't a whole bunch of drops. This is Russ taking bad sacks, Russ missing open guys, Russ acting like he's allergic to utilizing his athleticism. <laughs> so a, a lot of this falls on Russ. But he did hurt his hamstring in week five, and he hasn't been able to run at all. He, he looks like, even when you see you him running. You sound like a Russ so, apologist. I'm a Russ apologist. You are a Russ apologist. Possible he's injured. you know. And I was actually, when I asked you before, I kind of thought Matt Ryan looked injured last night. I always see these quarterbacks, uh, you know, we've been, Aaron Rodgers said, if you're a quarterback and you get out there, you play. But something like, uh, like a thumb injury or something, aren't quarterbacks banged up a lot? And can't that affect the play more than we know? Well, you're talking to a quarterback that played when you can actually get hit. <laughs> so I don't think any of the guys that played during my era would have any sympathy for any of the guys playing currently. I mean, because if they touch you hard, it's a rough in the passer. I mean, if they hit you high, it's personal foul. If they hit you low, it's personal foul. So the contact on the quarterback has been minimized significantly. I mean, go watch some um, – and we're not talking about a long time ago. I played in the 2000s. Go pull up some games from 2000, 2001, 2002, and then get back to me. <laughs> I know. I think it's actually surprising. Like Brady actually has yeah. played through this whole era where you could get absolutely destroyed, like decapitated, and now he plays in you know this more two-hand touch kind of thing. Yeah, Sean, have you ever had uh, – I mean, you got hit all the time. Have you ever been out there and hurt and had a bad game and known it was because you were uh, injured partly and then got kind of got killed by everybody else even though you were hurt at the time? Well, here's the approach I took. Listen, when we win, the quarterback's going to get a lot of, uh, you know, he's going to get a lot of things that come his way in a positive direction that maybe he isn't directly responsible for. And you accept those. So I always took the approach when we lose, there's going to be some stuff that comes my way that's probably not my fault, but i got to take that as well. And that's how you create 
a sense of leadership in the locker room. Yeah. When the guys know that you aren't just in it for the good moments, but you're in it through the thick and thin. You know, that left tackle knows when it's his mistake, and he's watching how you handle it when you get on the podium. You know, a perfect example is Zach Wilson. Yep. You know, Zach Williams, Wilson forgot in a moment of weakness that this is a team sport, and they've been covering for you during this winning streak, and you've been playing bad then too. You know, <laughs> now that you guys lose and they ask you to take some and carry some of the blame and burden, you don't want to. So as a quarterback, you just have to understand it comes with the territory. Take the good with the bad. You know, internally, the film is the truth. So if, you pl- if it's not your fault, internally the people are going to know because they're watching the film. They'll know if the receiver ran the wrong route or if you made the right decision and he dropped it. Like, they're going to know all that. So don't feel like you have to defend yourself in the media. Sean, thanks so much for the time today. Uh, appreciate it. I actually just have one last one before we let you go. And, of course, Sean King is the co-host of VEASAN Live Primetime, uh, primetime on VEASAN. So this kind of came up a little bit on Twitter, and I hate to bring that up because what starts on Twitter is usually stupid, but I, I would love to get your take on it. If you could have Tua or Justin Herbert right now, who would you take? Uh, you know, I'll be honest, and, and Herbert's the more talented player physically. I think Tua has more championship genealogy. Like, Tua's the guy that I think is going to fight through a whole bunch of stuff, going to have more composure in the pocket, going to look adversity in the face and stand there and do what it takes to be successful. But he doesn't have the arm talent of Justin. He's not as tall as Justin. Ironically, he's not a good as, as good of an athlete as Justin. But I think Justin Herbert still has to mature, you know, from a mental toughness standpoint there are times when the rush bothers justin there are times when i think he allows chaos to make him chaotic you don't see that with Tua. Tua's is calm when everything's chaotic around him so i think it's kind of a yin and a yang there it, it probably depends on who my head coach is you know what talent do i have around him uh you're probably always going to lean towards the more talented player in the end but i do think that Tua's is further ahead and maybe it goes back to the culture at Alabama, you know, based on or opposed to the culture at Oregon where Herbert had what, three head coaches yep. in his time at, at Oregon. So, you know, he didn't come in, I think, with that foundation mentally that, that Tua did. Sean, can't tell you how much we appreciate this. We love your perspective. Love that you don't hold back. It's awesome. Uh, love watching you on VEASAN on primetime. Thanks so much for the time. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, happy holidays, everyone. Thanks. You too, you too Sean. Talk to you in a bit. Uh, appreciate that. That was Sean King. He's That's awesome. so interesting about Justin Herbert. When things aren't calm around you, you become uncalm. That's me. Things, <laughs> that, <laughs> things start to get chaotic. Don't turn to me. I got none of that championship genealogy. I don't know if you do. <laughs> you know what? It, <laughs> you know, when things start to go haywire, I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got to be honest. I am also very quick to panic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I am not the calm person. It's like, oh, wait, like an alarm goes off. I'm like headed to the door. I think of myself, if I was an NFL quarterback and that rush was coming at me, the, to no, be thanks. able to, to stay in there the last <laughs> second until your receiver breaks open, 
Whatever that is, I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was not born with it. I don't think you can acquire it. It's amazing about Tua, too. That's a really great explanation because Tua does this thing that I didn't understand. It seems like everything is, seems like he's about to get hit, and then it's out of his hands and right in the receiver's hands. He, it, because he doesn't look like he's panicking at all. It's a weird, it's a, it's a great description. I hadn't heard it like that. Yeah, absolutely love it. If you miss any of our interview with Sean King, you can always download the Maggie and Perloff podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We put our best of clips on YouTube every day. Go to YouTube. You can search out our names. It's so easy. Maggie and Perloff. Go there, hit subscribe, and of course, we would be forever grateful. Uh, coming up, the biggest frauds in the NFL. Got that. Plus, we have to get to college. Perloff and I have predictions what we think the college football playoff committee is going to do tonight. Meanwhile, United States won. They are through to the knockout round, took care of business against Iran. They will now face the Netherlands Saturday at 9 a.m. That's going to be on Fox. Go, go, USA. That was an awesome win for the for the Americans. Wait, is Absolutely Van Nistelrooy still there for the Holland? <laughs> what, uh, what are we talking about here? Isn't They're really the good, name? aren't they? They're really good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a little Stu's nervous. like the already. Netherlands. They don't mess around. Yeah, who's their star player? <laughs> Virgil uh, Van Dyke, a uh, Liverpool defender, uh, their captain and best player. He's really uh, good. That darn Van Dyke. <laughs> Damn it, Van Dyke. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> you know what? We got to keep positive though. Wait, was I right about Van Nistelrooy? That's an old star, right? He was there. Help me out here. Never heard of him. I mean, I know Van Nistelrooy is Rude Van Nistelrooy, but I don't know if he was. He, was he Netherlands? No oh. one has any clue. Frantically yeah. Googling. I have no idea. Way to bring up like a Dutch then, speed skater. I remember last time I watched the World Cup, they had it like the biggest star was in, in their Yes. Just... Yeah, Ruud van Nistelrooy. He is no longer there. I mean, he was maybe he's, like 25 he's years 50. ago. I mean, he's 46 right now. <laughs> he's 46. He last <laughs> played for the national team in 2011, but you're right on it. <laughs> when he who played, guy, he was, was awesome. the big Netherlands star last time in the last World Cup? They have like a huge star, like a Ballon d'Or type winner. No, wow. I'll be Balloon to or good for you. You really Pearl went there. Off. Look at this. I, Wait, we've got massive soccer fans, Stu, and we got Sam. No, Jer- I, EJ, are you a soccer fan too? Okay, he's a soccer fan also, and nobody knows who you're talking about. I'll look it up. You guys will know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah, because they're so into the Premier League and stuff. They, I don't think you guys are as into the international scene. Like you guys know more. <laughs> I think no, I mean they like are. the World Cup. You're much. You're much more into the different teams, right? Yeah, but because that's more often than the World Cup. The World Cup's only every four years. Yeah. I'm trusting these guys. They know. Anyway, USA, on to the knockout stage. How about that? Look at us. Von Percy may have been the guy you're thinking of. Yeah, Von Percy. Even that sounds familiar to me. Slightly. Still there? Is he still there? Who knows? Eight five five two. We're gonna take down Von Percy, whether you're playing or not, buddy. (laughs) Whether you're on the roster or not, this sounds like LeBron James talking to someone to some soccer star. Eight five five two. I didn't have the privilege of watching you, (laughs) (laughs) who played last week. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. All right, we got all that. Sure. Okay, coming up. The biggest frauds in the NFL, plus a little college football. We're back in a minute on Maggie and Perloff. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back on Maggie and Perloff. So, Maggie, we've had two days to sort of let the Jordan Love fourth quarter soak over us. <laughs> How can you not want to see this guy play just to see? We might have another elite quarterback in the NFL just sitting there, and nothing gets America more excited than winning a World Cup game or having <laughs> a 24-year-old quarterback who might be good. We basically, we thought Justin Fields was going to reinvent the game three weeks ago, and he couldn't even win a football game. So imagine if Jordan Love is well, Jordan good. Love didn't win either. Yeah, fair, fair <laughs> true. But I just, you know, we have a great young quarterback just sitting there. I feel like like we need action here. I think we need to step up and get this guy on the field. Well, what do you want to start like a letter writing campaign? Yes. I mean, what, what, we don't have any control over this thing. Aaron Rodgers says that he's healthy. The scans came back. Everything's positive. So he's going to play against the Bears. Good, good night, Jordan Love. I mean, I, I'm barring your Zach Wilson theory. Get him out there against the Bears. Get that guy's confidence up. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. Aaron Rodgers' confidence. He's not lacking for that. For oh. Jordan Love. I mean, so Sean King just joined us, who is a, obviously former NFL quarterback and won a Super Bowl with the Bucks, and he thought that you should trade Aaron Rodgers, right? So he yeah. thought no-brainer. And the reason why he said that was not just because of what he saw in Jordan Love and how encouraged he was by that, but see what just happened for the Seattle Seahawks. If you could trade Rodgers and get a haul, now I'm not sure if you will get exactly what Russell Wilson got, but if because he's older and is being paid a lot more money, but you could set your franchise up for the next generation yeah. just by making that trade. I think if you get any draft picks, that's sort of gravy on top of this. I think of course it'd be draft picks. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you're you're not getting rid of Rodgers though, so you could get this draft capital. So you can draft four more defensive players who couldn't tackle anybody. <laughs> I mean, we've seen well. this. Honestly, I think you're getting rid of them to make room for Jordan Love and move towards the future. It's a more important. Yes, draft picks would be great, but it's not because we get so much value for him. It's because you got to know what you have in Jordan Love at some point, right? Hey, maybe you do get those Aaron Rodgers picks. You give Jordan Love, get one first rounder for him, then you have your own first rounder. If Jordan Love doesn't work out, you're in great position. Next year, Caleb Williams is in the draft. Boom, another decade of Green Bay quarterback excellence. I mean, what's going to be more embarrassing for professional sports? How many football teams tank for Caleb Williams? Or how many yeah. basketball teams will end up tanking for the French windmill, Victor Wembanyama? Well, I know. But the problem is we all tank for Sam Darnold, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that Cowboy. one didn't work out that well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, the tanking in football is really... The next year's quarterback class is like... That's like my my made-up girlfriend in the Niagara Falls area in high school. <laughs> it's always this illusion out there that is never <laughs> works out in reality. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. This year's quarterback class and... I, you know, we'll get into it more when we get closer to the draft. This was supposed to be the quarterback class, 
And it is falling apart. It falls apart every Saturday. It's a new disaster in the quarterback. Class. I know my guy Hendon Hooker tearing his ACL. I, that was going to be my key right there. It was like you go with Hendon Hooker. He's got uh, the experience. Going to be like Joe Burrow. You know, not a young guy like Sam Darnold is barely twenty three right now. He's already flamed out in basically two different places. Instead, you get the veteran sort of dude who's been around the block. But well, now he tore his ACL. So even with him, you still have five other teams that need quarterbacks. So there's still a lot of quarterback demand, and there's not a lot of supply. It's very That's, uh, interesting. Basic economics right there, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I don't know what we would have done without you, Mr. <laughs> London School of Economics. I, I Thank you for it. gracing us with your presence today. I did take introduction to macroeconomics. I got a B plus. so there you go. <laughs> so came in, came in, your, in handy. <laughs> in your face. Yeah. Nice job. Yeah, yeah. Promote well, no, this man. That was not a brag. That was uh, that was admitting I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> 855-212-4 <laughs> Oh, fun. Uh, let's go to Nolan. He's in Indianapolis. Wants to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Nolan, how's it going? Hey, what's up, guys? What's on your mind? Uh, not much. Shout out to Sean King. I used to bench Brad Johnson and Madden and put him in the starting QB slot. There you go. Uh, to We're going to pass games. it along. You guys think maybe uh, that might have some influence on his opinion about trading Rodgers? Maybe he wish uh, Brad Johnson would have gotten traded so he could have gotten – I think he should have been the starting QB, but that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> Interesting. With Aaron, with Aaron I love Rogers, it. Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> I think that, um, like, with the Colts, uh, there's some communication issues, right? So if you can trade him to the Colts – and then Ursay continues his reunion party. You bring in Pat McAfee as an assistant head coach. There you go. Deal with the communication. You bring in Luck to be an architect eh, uh-huh. of the offense. <laughs> you bring in Peyton Manning to be the GM. And then you bring in Gary Brackett to be the defensive coordinator. <laughs> you definitely make sure that Ryan Grigson is locked behind bars mm. and completely away from the team so that Andrew Luck can you know, stay alive. I mean, I love it. I think you've solved it, Nolan, especially the part about McAfee. I mean, you come in, they're doing podcasts during the football game. I think that's probably a good idea. You know, where's Dallas Clark? Does he not have a job? (laughs) Probably not. Dallas Clark, who didn't wear, the only receiver in the NFL didn't wear gloves by the end of the, the 2010s. Anyway, I told you, I'm sorry, I'm Googling Dutch soccer stars to see if I can figure out what I'm talking about. You're Googling Dutch soccer stars? Do you guys remember stars? Robin Van Persie? That guy yes. was around. They, the just, they just oh. said Van Persie. They said Van Persie, yeah. Before the break, when Proloff was talking about, when it was, He's not, not only did he no. get a B plus in macroeconomics, Proloff got eh, maybe a D minus in Dutch soccer players. I mean, he got Van Nistelrooy, I mean, a decade ago, that would have been a big name. Hey, where is uh, where does Netherlands sort of rank? Not that the rankings are always they're, they're usually like a top five, top seven type team. They're very okay. good. And I if think... you're just joining us and you're wondering why all of a sudden the conversation just miraculously switched from Aaron Rodgers to the Netherlands, it's because the United States beat Iran 1-0 today. They advanced to the knockout round where they will face the Netherlands. Technically, the conversation changed from who should have been the starting quarterback for the Bucks in the early 2000s to Dutch soccer players. And that Sean King somehow has it out for starting quarterbacks everywhere. Um, let's go to Nick. He's in Portland. Hey, Nick, what's up? Hey, how guys? Uh, I just wanted to call and say the player Perloff is talking about is Arhan Robin. And yes, he did almost win the Ballad d'Or. I forgot what year he got third place but behind Messi and Ronaldo, but only because they dominated that competition for about the last decade. 
But yeah, Arn Robbins. Now wait, I I'm not sure that's what I was thinking. Does he have reddish hair? <laughs> no, he's he's been pretty much bald since his early twenties. But same guy. Picture of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? That's him. You're just throwing darts <laughs> up against the wall. You don't get credit for that. No, I I actually admit it to the guys. I think I was talking about the Croatian guy. Uh, tell me his name, Luka. Luka Modric. Yeah, I think I was sick of Luka Modric. Nah, I was sick of some Dutch guy. Anyway, thank Perloff's you. like, wait a minute, did he have brownish, <laughs> reddish, blondish hair? Well, I mean, maybe I, he was bald because that's what A I lot think. of guys on the Dutch team have kind of reddish hair, right? In that's 2019, was... there is Virgil van Dijk who finished second in the Ballon d'Or. Really? Wow. <laughs> There's a lot of Dutch guys up there, aren't there? <laughs> Yeah, he's still on the team. He's their best player right now, Van Dyke. Well, he's going down. <laughs> yeah. He's going down. <laughs> Whatever hard. his name is, he's going down. Perloff talking tough. I don't know, man. Um, I think it's great that the U.S. made it to the knockout round. Right? No, come on. We need higher expectations of that, don't we? Well, I don't know. Paul's in California. Paul, what do you think, bud? Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, Thanks for the photos yesterday, oh Paul, by the way. They were awesome. Um, uh, Big Dog had me print out your email response back. He's got it on his wall right now. So. <laughs> and if anyone else would like to email us, actually, we got a fun email from Mike in Vegas yesterday. I forgot to tell you guys about. Uh, you can always email us if you're not a big Twitter person or not a big Instagram, TikTok. Of course, we have all those things, YouTube channel and all. But if you want to email us, uh, Maggie and Perloff at Gmail is the place to go. Okay, Paul, what's up? What do you have to say about the World Cup? Oh, my God. And first of all, I need to apologize because I was an hour late into your show because I was watching the World Cup. And uh, Big Dog looked over at me you. and he goes, Dad, you're acting like Maggie right now on, on a uh, Bills game <laughs> because I was so riveted and I was so nervous about it. It was, man, they, they, <laughs> they, they led with their front foot the whole game except for the last uh, the nine minutes of uh, uh, extended play. Just, I, I mean, I was just terrified. Yeah. But gosh, our boys did it. Um, See, Paul, out of the U.S. Paul, if you're yeah. acting like Maggie, Maggie, if this was a Bills win, she would be like, you know, but Gabe Davis did drop that <laughs> ten yard out in the second quarter. Andrew, Andrew, Can't I'm trust very that guy. Aware if, if they're not up by forty, she has an issue. <laughs> Full See, panic. Paul Full knows. panic. Paul. Paul gets it. Paul understands hey, it. Guys, as always, love the show. Keep up the great job, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. Say hi to Big Dog for us, of course. Big dog. <laughs> I should show you the photos. We got to print them out. They print it out and no, put it on their wall. It. We're going to print out them and we'll put them on our wall too. Why did Mike in Vegas send it? Something good? I'll get it in the break. I got I got to read through it one more time just to make sure. I don't want to read it on the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he called. He did something. Then he called back, remember, because he wanted to clarify his point. Found out he was at the M&M store on the Vegas Strip. Oh, then he emailed just to make triple clarify the point uh, he wanted to make it. yesterday. But uh, it was a fun email. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, okay. Quickly, Mike in Wisconsin. Mike, what's up, bud? You got about 20 seconds. All right. All I wanted to say is, first of all, Russell Wilson is not leaving Denver. No. Because they got too much money invested. So Aaron Rodgers is not going there. No. I can see Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love finishing out this year together, starting next year together. Rodgers retires, and Jordan Love takes over the year after. Yeah, Mike, I th I think you're spot on. I think it's uh it's maybe not the most like chaotic way it could go, or maybe not best for content. But I think that's ultimate. I think Aaron Rodgers starts this season, uh, next season. Next season, me. Uh, yeah. That's, Packers. That's the simplest explanation. Probably the most likely scenario. Wishful thinking. If you could say you weren't tied in all that money to Rodgers, you think the Packers secretly want to move on? Or they uh, will? Maybe they're tired of this. No. 
drama. Also, the other part too, can I see Jordan Love for like a little mm, bit no. more? <laughs> well, I don't even. Did you see that that pass to Christian Watson? What else do you need to see? <laughs> I don't know. Can I see him just a little bit longer? Because here's the thing: like all the stuff come out of Green Bay was he's not ready. He's not ready. He's not ready. Even in preseason, the guy throws a beautiful pass, and that's all nice I pass. need to see to fall absolutely in love with the quarterback. <laughs> yes. uh, and you would think, you know, it's a good offensive system. It's supposed to be, you know, you got young weapons. I like what Sean King said. It's a young team. What's Aaron Rodgers doing there? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I just wonder how many first-round picks they could get for Rodgers at his age with his contract. Yeah. Are you getting three like the what <laughs> Seattle got for Russ? For a 40-year-old quarterback who doesn't want to be there in the first place? Yeah, see, I don't know you about the one. hall. Yeah. You get, uh, I think you get two. Two first rounders for Aaron Rodgers at fifty million dollars at forty years old? Really? I'd be shocked. I mean, it's the NFL. Like you have a team you think is ready to win. What someone is definitely dumb enough to do that. And actually I don't know if it'd be that dumb. For Aaron Rodgers right now. <laughs> yes. Aaron Rodgers right now. Do don't you think he wants to retire? Well, that's what Mike in Wisconsin just said. I mean, that's probably a little bit more on point. I mean, if you trade for him, aren't you scared that he's going to want to quit after a year? Yes, I would be scared about that. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. But then he also says all the stuff about the competitive fire burning and all that stuff. I mean, he, he can't let it go. None yeah, of these guys can. Yeah, especially when... Yeah, when you're mathematically still in it, the competitive fire. Get <laughs> yeah. out of here. Uh, the competitive fire only burns when you're still mathematically alive. Once you're mathematically eliminated, the competitive fire gets poured, like like you pour water on the campfire. Yeah. Now, I, I don't think he has quite the same fire. Also, he's, he's singing such a different tune on Tuesday than he did on Sunday that leads me to believe that one of the two is not totally uni- uh, authentic. You know, he's no Christian Pulisic. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. I mean, is he going to lay his body on the line? <laughs> is he going to? Lay his body on the line so the U.S. can advance to get destroyed by the Netherlands. Uh, Answer us that, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had basically a punctured lung and a broken right thumb, and he was going out there throwing a football against 300-pound men. Christian Pulisic gets hit in the groin by a 145-pound goaltender. (laughs) The guy's not 145 pounds. He got hit by a guy Mike Sampter's size in in the thigh. Basically. I wish I was 145. <laughs> <laughs> 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Okay, coming up, the big question facing Jim Harbaugh. We haven't gotten to this yet. Um, maybe some questions now surrounding the Michigan quarterback, uh, Michigan coach, pardon me, coming off of their massive win over Ohio State. Get to that in a minute. Time for a CBS Sports Update. Here is Rich Ackerman. Welcome back to Maggie and Off. Everyone here in a really good mood. USA beat Iran 1-0. They're on to the knockout stage. We're all soccer fans except for Perloff. I am totally a soccer <laughs> fan. I don't know why people get so mad about my little comment about Christian Pulisic running into the goalie. Okay, it wasn't like he was risking his life on that play. And people <laughs> are, it was that, he's a hero because he scored a goal. He's not a hero because he took a knee. Okay, but he took the knee that left that uh, held him out of the entire second half, so we know it wasn't just like your run-of-the-mill kind of, you know, shot to the junk. I do think, okay, maybe there is some... I have some issues with the way soccer players approach their health. Well, a little, it's a little boy cried wolf, 
Like it's they're little, always I, complaining so that when someone actually gets hurt, you're like, ah, get up and walk it off because we see them do that all the time. And then Polistic really got hurt though. Now, and I, what's the injury? Does anyone have any idea? Is there any reporting? Or, no, but... It can't be just because he got hit in the man region. Well... It's got to be more than that. <laughs> I mean, hopefully he's going to be okay. We're efforting that right now. And as a cool treat, later on in the show, uh, a good friend of ours, who Prof and I used to work with at Sports Illustrated, is now covering the World Cup in Qatar for The Guardian. Our friend Brian Graham is in the stadium watching that game is going to join us a little bit later on. He's filing his story now, and then uh, he's going to jump aboard with us, which is cool to get someone who's actually on the ground. I do have an update about Pulisic. Yeah, what's going on? He apparently has an abdominal injury and was taken to the hospital. So it seems like it's oh, more than it just a, a knee to the, yeah, or, or like a broken rib or something. A rib. It could be some sort of a muscle in his abdomen. It looked like it was more than just, I mean, he was down for a long time and they even brought the stretcher. He walked it off, but that seemed more than just a shot to the junk. Yeah. I mean, it has to be. Otherwise, he, I mean, the fact that he's going to the hospital is not a good sign for the Netherlands. Yeah, I'm going to slowly uh, take down that tweet. Yeah, dude's on his way to a Qatar hospital. <laughs> Qatari hospital. That is not where exposed. you want to be. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> tweet. Like, you, I mean, I'm going oops, to. my bad. Well, if he's really better, hurt, it's not as politic. funny anymore. No, it's definitely not. It, it wasn't funny in the moment. Well, we were all calling and, him a hero. Way, and you he were got calling up and ran around the soccer field. It's not like he slowly jogged around. He didn't run around like hands triumphant. I mean, do do you? It's he lived, your no, but he did run around the field. Did, he he did, never wait, did ran. He, oh, he yeah, jogged he a tiny bit. He did jog a little bit. Yeah. yeah. How many minutes did he play? Like, I don't know, three or four. Stu's efforting. Whatever. It is a, an unusual set of events. He's even how, more how of a he, hero. How did he? He, get, he actually do you think ran he got around hit in the kidney or something. Like, what happened? I don't I'm know. Sorry, if... I'm asking you to speculate from a million <laughs> well, miles away. Yeah. So he played like an extra ten. 10, About 12 10 minutes, minutes afterwards, because yeah. he scored in the 38th minute, and I think they blew the whistle like 50, 51. Yeah. So it was about another 10, 12. And plus, he was down for a while, so he was probably off the pitch for about five, six minutes. Might have been like more like seven or eight. Yeah. You know, only one word to describe that guy. Hero. Heroic. <laughs> legend. Tuatanga Bailoa got knocked out twice this year to the point where he, he doesn't even remember the entire <laughs> season. And that dude's going out there. So those guys are also heroes? Is that how we're, we're framing it? I think that, that we just understand they're not like you and I. That's for sure. Giving That's up your body know. for your country makes you a hero. Giving up your body for your contract. professional football team and your contract <laughs> does not make you a hero. It just makes you a football player. Well, like, unless to, to Miami fans, he might be a hero. To your local fan base. There you go. He's a Miami hero. I'm yeah, sure he's I really proud he is, about actually. that. No, I think he is too. I, I think, think he's an Alabama hero that, for sure. Definitely. We throw this word around because it fits. Um, okay. Tonight, college football playoff rankings. Yep. We're not expecting anything to change in the top four, right? We believe this is going to, well, there will be one big change. Ohio State will be out. But we think it will be Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and then USC. Yes? Yeah, I think that the top four seems set. Unless for some reason they jump Michigan over Georgia, which would be interesting. But it wouldn't really matter. No, but, okay, so those four in some Right. I think the one reason they won't do that, in case Ohio State gets it in four, they don't want to rematch. In oh. the first game, probably. But anyway, it's going to be those four for sure. Then it gets interesting. Who do you think comes in at five? I think it's definitely Ohio State with one loss at five and Alabama with two losses at six. Now, some people are saying Tennessee should be ahead of Alabama. I see the argument, but I mean, come on. You know that committee. Maggie. They're going to put Alabama at six. Uh, I think they're going to put Alabama at six, too. I think they've been looking for a way to have Alabama just sort of hover around this yes. top four. And the thing is, though, is I don't think there's a way for Alabama to get in. There Seems tough, huh? 
because I think even if TCU loses, they're still in. Unless like some, they lose 100-0 to in the Big 12 title game, maybe they're out. But that's not going to happen. Nope. So it's USC losing. So that would be a two-loss USC team. And then who comes back in? And I think it's Ohio State. But here's the thing. Does anyone want to see Ohio State in this top four? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like I'd like to see Marvin Harrison play again, sure. I would love to see Marvin yeah. Harrison play again. But to be honest, I feel like I'm kind of... The way that Ohio State lost against Michigan, I'm kind of good with Ohio State. Like, I get it. You know, maybe I want to see a C.J. Stroud, like, redemption game, but I'm going to get that in the Rose Bowl. He's going to play in a bowl game, so... But that's an exhibition game. I okay, think in a real but, game... I, I, or maybe I, he won't play in the Rose Bowl. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to get hurt. I think that... There is a compelling reason because I think we feel like Ohio State is leaving. They're probably the more talented team on Saturday. They're leaving a lot of talent out there. And also, they'll get JSN back and they'll get Travion Henderson back. Yeah. I feel like like a redemption storyline. There's something there. It's not bad. No, but you lose to Michigan like that. You're at home. You get smacked around. Like yeah, Michigan you... was hurt, you know, missing Blake Corum. You still lose. I'm not trying to rub dirt into this for the Ohio State fans. I'm just saying, like, I'm good. I watched a lot of Ohio State this year. I feel like that's kind of who they are. Mm, I don't know. Did you? There wasn't there a point in the first quarter you're like, oh boy, Ohio State should run away with this. They were outgaining them by so many yards, and they have so much talent all over the field. Yeah, and then Michigan figured it out and was leading at halftime. Yeah, so on, not, big, on big fluke plays. Well, explosive plays. You want to call them flukes? Yeah. We could also call them explosives. Well, I get, they expose. They finally said, oh, my gosh, Ohio State's back four is just awful. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. I think Ohio State has more. I mean, if, don't, don't you want to see Jackson Smith and Jigba out there again? Be interesting. I, if he, But here's the thing. He's been so injured all year that I'm like, I don't even, is he even going to play? Is he actually going to well, play? He was, he I don't was know. questionable for this game. They were talking about him coming back, so I would assume he's back. So the and other, he's also got C.J. Stroud. Where is, you know, TCU, uh, USC? I think there is some star power with Ohio State. That's something. It's not the best. I think, I think that, Alabama even more so. They have the defending Heisman Champion, Bryce Weirdly, Young. I feel like I'd almost rather see Bama, which I know is weird, but... Weird. They're the most popular team. They're the Dallas Cowboys of the sport. Of no, course you want to see them. I mean, I get it. I guess, like, this is the thing about Ohio State. You had your you had your shot, right? You had the home game, you... And you blew it. And I don't know if I feel like, all right, now you do nothing and you're idle this week, and now, I don't know, I, I get to see you somehow climb back into this top four. To me, I'm just like, that's not intriguing to me. Mm, interesting. You wouldn't like to see... Okay. Yeah, I would love to see how Alabama... Ohio State responded if they got back in. Because you have to admit, it's not exactly the team you'd want to see if you're one of those final No, players. no. I of mean, course Michigan, you would want to see them. Michigan would not want to see them because it's hard to beat a team twice in a row. Oh, definitely. I'm just... I'm, I'm hoping that USC hangs on because yeah. I want to see USC in the Final Four. Well, I think... Uh, I'm curious. Say TCU loses and somehow they get blown out. Okay. You don't think that... Ohio, there's going to be an Ohio State TCU argument. There, there will be. One hundred percent is going to be. That would be interesting. They will be interesting, but I don't think it should exist because I think that with TCU playing in the Big Twelve title game, even if they get blown out, what they've done this season, I would still put them in. Well, yeah, it's but the, I'm not the, the committee. The counter argument would be the Penn State and the Notre Dame wins for Ohio State. So, I mean, I think you at least make a case. No doubt, you certainly make a case. There's another question about this that we'll have to unpack uh, on the other side of this, which is Jim Harbaugh, who, let's not forget, it was only January of this year where Harbaugh and the Raiders had their flirtation. This wasn't that long ago. 
that maybe Harbaugh, at least remember reporting around it, was that Michigan believed that if Jim Harbaugh was offered the Raiders job, he would have accepted it. Yeah. It went to Josh McDaniels. Two years ago, he almost got fired at this time. So. Yeah, remember, they they cut his salary. Yeah. He had to give some salary back, or maybe that was 2020. But now, is there a possibility that Jim Harbaugh, like, leaves on a high note here? You beat Ohio State twice in a row? Do you start thinking about the NFL again? We'll get back to that in just a little bit. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.